0: Dr. Steven and Dodo are sucked into the deadly games of the malevolent toy maker. In a race against time, can Steven and Dodo complete their games before the doctor and find the correct TARDIS? This is the Celestial Toy Maker. Welcome to Regenerated.
1: taken the doctor taken the doctor nowhere my dear chap the doctor and i are going to play a little game together you can watch the results on that board but you must win all your games before he does
0: hello everyone and welcome back to regenerated i am matt and i am joined by becky hi and this week we have the celestial toy maker this one was uh, four episodes and um, sadly three of these are missing one is actually live you go through uh, the production details as always this one was written by a brian hales uh, with an uncredited i'm gonna guess contribution by a donald tosh and i think donald tosh did last week's episode as well or he did a little bit of last week's episode the arc Um, this one's directed by a bill sellers and both the writer and the director are only time doctor who's or actually i think no i think that i'm not sure i think the writer might have done a few more in the future um i think the director's the only one who's the um one-time director Uh, the the date this one the 2nd of april 66 to the 23rd of april 66 so this one i feel that we can give a little bit more or i feel i can give a little bit more of a sort of a little bit more of a breakdown a little bit more of a rating because this one was actually done i think quite well Not really like the St. Bartholomew's Eve fiasco that we did have. So, episode one's The Celestial Toy Room. The premise of this serial, I thought, was very clever. I think it's a very different take for a Doctor Who. Each episode is kind of... It is a story, serial-based episode, but I think they also contain their own kind of story, I'll I'll elaborate a little bit more on why I say that um, as we get through it. If you can remember from the last episode, the Doctor was sort of phasing in and out and then he disappeared and they thought it was the Refusians, but the Doctor says, no, it's something else. We are in a lot of danger. This is where we pick it up. He says that the the work is basically a great power and that the Doctor tells Stephen to sort of turn on the scanner to see where they are, only for then dodo to say i think we should just get out of here but the doctor says no he doesn't want to leave because he wants to face this great power then he asks steven to open the door steven leaves followed by dodo and then we get this shot of the the person who's going to be the main sort of focal point he's not really a monster a week but he's kind of the villain of the week the celestial toy maker and when we were watching it, he made a little bit comment about like, the Master. He is kind of you can see that similar they, to the Master. Yeah, there's a lot of preludes to the Master here. You had the meddling monk. You've also now got the celestial toy maker. Again, he's somebody who's like a higher intelligence. He's um he's basically like his name suggests. He is a toy maker. He is forever searching for fun, basically fun and games, and that's exactly what he's going to do here with the Doctor Stephen and dodo so if i quickly sounds
1: like a bit of a loon if you ask me yeah
0: he's got this like doll's house as well like dolls and that and basically he wants to creepy well they are kind of like miniature dolls and then he can animate them into like full um
1: yeah i know human size
0: yeah we'll get onto that in a minute but the premise of the whole sort of story as it goes through if we just say what the the sort of narrative is is that obviously the toy maker wants to have a little bit of fun we get this sort of um to and fro with the Doctor and the Toymaker, they've alluded that they actually have a bit of history. The Doctor's been and met him before. He's played the game before as well. He wants the Doctor to play this Trilogic no, game. No, I thought he
1: said that basically when he saw him before, he wouldn't play his game.
0: Oh, well, maybe I missed that. I thought he had played, and he no. says, you know how this game works. I thought that's what the toy maker no, said. No,
1: because he's... He, the point was, is that the game that he was on about playing with him he said oh you've played this game before but not he didn't mean with him oh, okay. what he said is because all the other times that they would encountered he would refuse to play the game
0: okay well this time he sort of uh, reluctantly has to play the game because the toy maker forces stephen and dodo to play their own individual games together while the doctor is playing this trilogic game uh, where it's like a triangle. It
1: ain't a trilogic game. All he's doing is he's got to stack the pyramids from one side to the other on the, without basically missing steps. That's all it is, which is no different than like stacking cups. Yep,
0: yeah, he has um, so many moves to do. It is it one thousand and twenty three? Is it? Yeah. I think it is. He's got 100- one thousand twenty three moves to do and to win. He can't make a mistake or anything, and. He's up against Stephen and Dodo, who are doing their own games. They have to beat their games before the Doctor finishes his game. That makes sort of logical well, sense. Well, yeah,
1: because they've got to get TARDIS back.
0: Yep, that's it. Because uh, the Toy Master is basically... He's got, like, what, 11 TARDISes? I think, like, their major- the majority of them are fake. And after every game, if Stephen and Dodo win their game, he will then reveal a TARDIS, whether it's the real one or not, that remains to be sort of seen you know so that's the sort of narrative of the game uh of the the serial like I say they sort of come across this sort of a lot it's like sort of robot like like a toy sort of mechanical robot there's a little screen on there that the doctor says you know it, it shows a uh, sort of steve and some of his like historical moments from some of the episodes as well S- is it uh, Planet Yep, and uh, I think it was St. Bartholomew's Eve, I think, as well. Mm. So they are from this series as well. So, But then again, Stephen hasn't been there that long. He's only been probably a handful of serials. So, yeah. So basically the Doctor says that the screen is, uh, like, hypnotic not to stare at it because then he'll fall, like, into the toy maker's clutches. So Stephen, sort of, yep, Stephen sort of breaks his concentration only for then Dodo to sort of get, like, uh, hip Semi hypnotized by this, uh, this scream. Then the time maker appears, and then he tries to, like I say, try and
1: yeah, get well, wouldn't you? If someone basically, you know, shows something personal, like death of a loved one,
0: well, that's it, yeah. I know. So he tries to get Dodo to look, but she won't. Then he says about playing the games, and like I said, so the doctor is, uh, then he said, oh, I can't remember what he calls it, it's kind of like a dematerialization like the Tardis where it disappears they sort of disappears the Doctor he's separated from Steven and Dodo and then they obviously have to go off to play their games while the Doctor's playing his game so the first episode uh, each sort of episode obviously 1 to 4 is an individual game so that's what i mean about like having the sort of individual sort of storyline narrative in each episode so steven and dodo do like a game per episode whereas the doctor's playing the trilogic game throughout all four episodes so the first game that uh, steven and dodo have to do is like what becky says it's against two clowns these clowns are called joey and clara just so it's more clearer that it's not like Clown One, Clown Two. like
1: um, so, Creepy Clown One, Creepy Clown Two.
0: Yeah. There you and
1: go.
0: I th- uh, the female, because there's a male and female, the female. She look
1: very feminine. The
0: female clown is actually uh, played by a Carmen, I think a Sil- Silver. I think that's how you pronounce her second name. Carmen Silver. And she's actually. Um, she was in an episode of Dad's Army. And she was also in a lower low as well. If. Um, our british listening fans out there they know about dad's army hello, hello. yeah
1: because she also played the um queen the, the queen of hearts yep and she also and, and played mrs episode.
0: uh mrs wig is it um yeah. in the kitchen as well so yeah they, because they kept the same sa- actors playing
1: it was the same people yep
0: playing the, the, the dolls react sort of reanimated back to life so the 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 game is, Cause is obviously
1: that, the first one was like at the clowns, and yeah. it was you know
0: then it's the playing cards. Then it will be the uh, kitchen. Um, uh, she's sort of like a maid, sort of kitchen maid. I think mm-hmm. is what they call her. But the first story, um the first game that Stephen and Dodo have to play against the clowns is like an obstacle course. One person's blindfolded while somebody else is in this like is it is it like a, a soundproof? It's a glass booth. Well, they call it a booth. I'm guessing it's like a soundproof um, booth, so that she can't sort of say go left right and whatever because they have to use like um, sort of like a horn or something like two horns to go left or whatever it is I didn't write it down but that's the sort of you know the idea behind it is that the partner is in the booth directing the blindfolded person the clowns go first so Clara Clara Clown is the one to go in the booth while Joey Clown is the one to be blindfolded he sort of goes through the obstacle course and does it then it's down to Stephen and dodo but this time the clowns they kind of cheat a little bit here because they sort of move some of the obstacles around and all this and the other so in between like intercut between uh, the games is the doctor um with the toy maker playing his game so it's sort of like you know every now and again they sort of cut back the first one is that the doctor tries to communicate with Stephen and dodo but the toy maker is like quickly to cut that off, and then the toy maker then dematerializes the doctor until the second to last move when he will reappear, and uh, then we go back to uh, let's say the clowns have done their bit. They think they've sort of won because. Like I said, they sort of uh, cheated a little bit with uh, Stephen and Dodo by moving some of the obstacle courses, only for then Dodo to pick up the blindfold and realise that the blindfold is actually transparent and that the cairns the could see through it all along.
1: Look at this, you can see right through it. It's not a real blindfold at all. No wonder you were able to run round the course so easily. Well, now we'll try it again. Only this time with a real blindfold. Not too fast. Here, put that on him. You better go in the booth to guide him.
0: So then they replay the game again. The clown, the, or Jerry Clown, then puts the blindfold back on. But he sort of struggles on the plank because there's, I think it's like a plank. There's a tunnel. There's a rope. It's like sort of different things, stairs, I think as well. The one as well. Uh, Joey gets to the plank and he sort of stumbles on the plank and falls off. And that means that Dodo and Stephen won the first game. The TARDIS then appears. They got up to the TARDIS. And then it's also like every time they win, they get presented with this like bit of paper and it's got a riddle on it. And the riddle then feeds into like the next game. And so sort of, it's a little bit like a clues type thing. It's you know, quickly going to read what the first one actually was. And we'll go through it. It says four legs, no feet, with arms, no lack carries no burden on its back six deadly sisters seven for choice call the servants without voice and then they go through the door leaving joey and clara on the floor who are now reverted back to dolls and then that's the end of the episode then we go to the the hall of dolls i think as we go through this i think this serial i found was a very very clever serial i have to admit you know I, was, I don't
1: see how. I, 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 thought, I it was, thought it was a bit dull.
0: Well, I, I See, this is where you and me are going to differ then, because I actually thought this one was really, really good. And um, I thought, you know, as we were watching The Dance Master Plan, it's such an epic serial of that one that I would look that one back in the archives, all 12 episodes, lovely. It'd be great to see it all again. But I have to admit, now sort of getting through this one, I'd really love The Celestial Toymaker to come back or to be an animated version. I think this one has a lot of scope and i think yeah I, I just really really like this one anyway steven and dodo they go through this door and also after they win each game they're presented with this sort of like locked door of um by the looks of the stills it looks like a bit of a like a big massive freezer door or fridge door is what it kind of looks like And then they have to sort of kind of figure well, they don't really figure out how to get into it. It kind of just opens on its own. But anyway, the Toy Master then shows the Doctor uh Steven and Dodo on the sort of screen. The doctor then tries to warn them again about their next game. Only for then the Toy Master's a step to, to stop the doctor and then basically moots him and says, You cannot talk now until the second to last move. I think that's the same um, I think I think that he... he or did he just ban him indefinitely? I can't remember. I can't remember if he taught... I know one of them... I think he reappeared at the second to last move, but the vocal bit is a little bit different, I think. But we'll get to that anyway. Anyway, so... This time the Toy Master is going to use the heart family, i.e. the cards of the heart. So the king, the queen, the jack, and the joker. I wish
1: people would stop on jacks, because they're knaves.
0: Well, that's how they say it on the um the telesnaps they were called it the knave as well but he's another one that plays like a multitude of characters you know like i said the king and the queen they've already played the two clowns they go on to play the next two characters in the next episode also the person who played the nave does as well in the next three episodes but we'll get on to that anyway so the second game basically is a process of elimination They're presented with, how many was it, 11? Is it 11 chairs? I can't remember. Um, But anyway, they're presented with these chairs. One of them is uh, the correct chair, which will win the game, and the other chairs are basically danger.
1: Dodo! Four in here, three in there. It must be the chair. What was it? Six deadly sisters, seven for choice. I suppose that means six of them are dangerous. And only one is the right one. We'll have to find out which one by elimination. But how?
0: This is, uh, no, sorry, it's uh, seven chairs. That's right, because the the um, the riddle, seven chairs, that's it. One's the right chair, six is the dead dangerous ones. Yep. So Stephen's knowing, and they figure this out, knowing that this is the, the game, he nearly sits down in the first chair that he comes to, which is kind of, he's got quite a short memory on Stephen. You know, he nearly sits down in a chair, They then go into another room where there's three cupboards with some dolls in them. And we didn't really get a good shot of the dolls in the tele-snaps, so I don't really know what they kind of look like. I'm guessing just like dolls, basically. It's strange because they turn into ballerinas later on, but I don't know if they're ballerina dolls or not. But anyway, while they're sort of doing this, the king and queen and the knave... And the Joker, they sort of appear. And then there's a little bit of like, um, you know, there's a little bit of backwards and forwards between the King and the Queen here with Stephen and Dodo. And then they kind of sort of work together by saying, oh, we'll have one doll each hiding the three remaining dolls away from the King and Queen. So they kind of...
1: Yeah, but I don't understand why they would pick dolls because dolls aren't as heavy as what people are. So...
0: Well, it's, it's you know,
1: I don't understand how the baby traps manage to go off from dolls that are really light to actual baby trap. You I know, know. To
0: maybe it's just a presence in the chair that sets it off. You're very anyway. light presence. So there's kind of like trying to work out which uh, chair is the right one, only for then Dodo to sit in a chair, which again it's really, really stupid. You know, sitting down in a chair that could potentially kill you. Anyway, it's called the freezing chair. So she kind of like starts to freeze only for then steven to sort of get her to concentrate on him and he manages to pull her out of it the king and queen they then end up sitting in one of the two remaining chairs because obviously they put dolls in um subsequent chairs and they've like one's like uh, a saw sword one in half and one like i think vanished and that sort of thing only for then the king and queen to say right we'll sit in this one together they do nothing really happens until it just then collapses Stephen then quickly realises that the second chair that was remaining must be the right one. So he quickly wins it, uh, quickly sits in it and wins the game. So then another fake TARDIS then lights up. The phone rings on the TARDIS. It's the Toy Maker. I think, doesn't he say another riddle? I think he does. Look at my... Look at the, the wiki page for the next riddle. Because obviously if you think like... They said about like... Um, was it... Um, Six Deadly Sisters, seven for choice. I think it's like they have six dolls and seven chairs. I think that was kind of the part of the riddle. Uh so the um next riddle is uh hunt the key to fit the door that leads out on the dancing floor, then escape the rhythmic beat or you'll forever tap your feet. So it's kind of already kind of given that away a little bit about what's gonna happen in the next one. Anyway, the King and Queen, they revert back to playing cards and then these three dolls that were left over, they just come to life and start pursuing Stephen and Dodo and then we go into the next episode, which is episode three. Now, at the end of every episode, they did actually sort of put the verse up about what is the riddle. I don't know if that actually happened during the actual like original broadcast. I'm not really too sure, but they kind of did do give you a sort of like a reminder of what the riddle was. But anyway... The toy maker goes to the um, the dolled house once again, brings out two dolls. This time it is a Sergeant Rug and a Miss Wiggs. And then we go back to Stephen and Dodo. They're going through another door, or they approach another door, should I say. They notice these dolls that are basically stopping them from going back on themselves. The door then opens. They go into this kitchen, and it's kind of like a prelude to the third game. They figure out that this uh, this door, which leads to a dancing floor, because let's say Miss Wig is in there with Sergeant Rugg. Oh, is it Rugg, isn't it Sergeant Rugg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She sort of says the dancing floor is through that door. They ask where the key is, and it's game. It's basically a game of find the key in the kitchen. There's a bit like a dissension between Miss Wig and Sergeant Rugg, who he decides to help them look for the key, and then he ends up starting to break her best china and that and they get into this sort of uh, sort of argument fight thing where there's a bit of a food fight sergeant Rugg then threatens to throw a pie in miss wig's face only for miss wig to be a bit reluctant about that then dodo realizes wait a minute that's the one place we haven't looked yet they sort of go over to the pie it falls on the floor and they get the key and they open the door this is um interspliced with some more time maker doctor scenes where the Doctor has stopped playing, these aren't the rules. So now, this is this was a, a bit of confusion for me, I found, is that the, ta- the Time Maker pushes the game on. So he sort of says, you're not playing by the rules now, I think we'll speed the game up. So he, then he sort of moves it on like to move 830 or whatever. To me, that's cheating. So how can you say that it's a fair game? Yeah. It's a bit strange. I, I, I didn't get that bit of the game where they kind of sped it forward. It never really made that didn't make sense to me. Anyway, they put the key in the lock. Get to this sort of dancing floor type area where there are some ballerinas already on the dance floor. So they're looking at the dance floor. Behind the ballerinas are the, is the TARDIS. So Stephen puts his hand on the dance floor. It plays the music, and I think I think it said the ballerinas start dancing as well.
1: Stephen, but there's no other way of getting to it. can't be as simple as that, can it? There must be a catch somewhere. Then escape the rhythmic beat or you'll forever tap your feet. What does it mean? How strange. I can do it too. It's the doctor's game one way, Crystal. We've got to take the chance
0: sergeant rug and mrs wig then follows stephen and dodo into the room stephen then stands on the floor and he starts dancing and this is obviously going back to that riddle of you know you'll basically dance forever he can't get off the floor now so it's this this is another bit that i found a bit confusing how they kind of won the game but i'll see if i can kind of make sense of it mrs wig and sergeant rug they end up on the dance floor they're dancing and that but it's like uh it's a bit confusing because I think when Sergeant Rugg went on the dance floor, they changed partners. So when somebody steps on the dance floor they change partners. So Sergeant Rugg went on the dance floor, they changed partners, With wig on the dance floor, they change partners. And then Dodo goes onto the um she sort of pulled onto the dance floor, changes partners it ends up being Dodo and Steven dancing together and they sort of dance towards the TARDIS and then jump off the dance floor. Again, I, d- I don't get that, how they can do that. It's a bit of, that's a bit of a plot point. But again, it's one of the things where if I could see the live version, I would probably, probably make more sense because there wasn't many photos or, like us say, moving images to sort of explain how they got off that dance floor. But anyway, they got off the dance floor. With another fake TARDIS... The time maker then takes a Cyril doll out of his uh, doll's house, and he's a, a fat jolly schoolboy, is what they call him.
1: What is an adult?
0: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> How the hell's he a fat jolly schoolboy if he's an adult?
0: That was quite funny. I got to admit that that was quite funny, but I think he was kind of like, is he? Is he supposed to be like the number one like? <laughs> We'll get onto it in the, in the last episode, but if he's like the toy ma- toy makers like okay, I think I said toy master, but toy makers, toy makers like last choice. What a choice it is, Cyril. Not the best choice, and we'll get onto that at the very end. <laughs> but yeah, Cyril. Yep, that's what I said, don't I? So what name? Well, Cyril. Yes, but. Then we get a, another a riddle the last one which is Lady Luck will show the way win the game or here you'll stay and then then they move down the passage only for this Cyril to stand before them Stephen and Dodo realizes that the doctor's move count is now at 902 so he's only got 121 moves left the next game is basically going to be played uh, against Cyril and then we go into the last episode which is the final test this one's actually in the archives it, I think when we do these sort of missing episodes, it's, it is nice to have at least one live one mm. because then you can sort of see what the characters look like, you can see what they're wearing or what the villain looks like and that sort of thing, so yeah, I I, I actually can remember seeing this one before I, I haven't seen the other episodes but I actually quite like this episode, I thought it was quite good, it's just, I don't know why it just appeals to me, this sort of like games type thing, I don't know why, I just like I just like that about programs, but anyway. I don't
1: know. You like a lot of game shows. I don't. Yeah, so uh,
0: that's uh, maybe that's what it is. I just like. Maybe I like also. I also like things where people are like trapped in a room and they have to sort of figure out crystal
1: maze. Yep, yeah,
0: that sort of thing as well.
1: <laughs> no, you know,
0: uh, I'm
1: not really keen on that sort of thing because I
0: don't like
1: the pressure. Maybe so, that's what it is,
0: but I just like. I just like. That's like
1: you want to do one of these escape room things, and I'm like, Nah, you're right because i just don't like the i i don't you know i easily crack under pressure i'm not no good with it
0: well this is kind of like a a 1960s doctor who escape room that's what it's kind of like it's like yeah
1: but i'm not good uh, to be honest i'd basically in an escape room i'd get really stressy i'd get bored i'd get hungry and thirsty and cranky so to be honest not a good idea
0: yeah Yeah, I can see what you're saying, but... Just, and claustrophobic. I just, like, I just like that sort of, I don't know, that sort of...
1: I, d- I just trying feel to figure like I'd pro- 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 probably, probably end up is. feeling like all the walls were closing in on me or someone was going to kill me or
0: something. Wow. Speaking of that, we'll move on to the final test. The next game is called TARDIS, Tardis Hopscotch. There are these sort of uh, numbered yeah, triangles.
1: You mean Hopscotch I, I know,
0: it's strange as well calling it Hopscotch, because normally I thought Hopscotch with, uh, with yeah, uh, was squares. Like
1: squares. And you have, like, what, where you hop, and then, obviously, you have the bits where you go either side.
0: Yep. and this one is triangles, numbered triangles. They each get a dice, so Dodo, Stephen, and Cyril, they all get a dice. They throw the dice. Well,
1: it's still the same principle, it's just, obviously, it's triangles.
0: Yeah, and they basically then move to that number. uh, that's not
1: in a straight line.
0: Yeah, move to that number... Which they've rolled. Well, it's not not their role because they start on number one. If they started on zero, then they would. But at the back, it's the Tardis, and then we find out that in between the uh, triangles is an electric floor. So we then go back to the the time the time maker again, who again pushes that game on to. I don't know, I can't remember what uh, move it was, but 900 and something, near near to the end. Anyway, it's getting closer and closer. Anyway, I've, I've written some of the some of the uh, moves down just to make it a little bit more clearer of how the game's played. So Dodo, she's the one who goes first. She rolls a three and then she ends up on triangle four because she's already on triangle one. So then she goes two, three, four, if that makes sense. Steven then rolls a four. He has to go on to triangle five. And then there's this like cylinder at the back. That sort of tells you the numbers, and as soon as you then get onto uh, a triangle, it kind of like is a a little bit like um some of the triangles have a little bit of a bonus or a little bit of a negative. Stephen got a bonus; he had to go on a couple more triangles, and then we find out from Cyril that if you actually land on an occupied triangle, you have to go back to the start. So if Stephen lands on a triangle with Dodo, he has to go back to the start, and that happens quite frequently. So then Cyril goes first. He rolls a two, and he has to go on triangle three. Dodo rolls another three, so that ends up she's on seven. But then Stephen's already on seven. So Stephen has to go back to the beginning. Yeah, but
1: surely wouldn't that be that Dodo would have to go back to the beginning?
0: Yeah, I know. That's a bit strange. But, yeah, that's what I got. Dodo rolls a three, triangle seven, and Stephen's already on there, so he has to go back. And then... Cause yeah, no,
1: because surely it would be the person who gets on it, not the person who's already on it.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. it. I just think Cyril's just trying to sort of basically mess with him. mess with Stephen a little bit. So because he's uh, had to go back to the beginnings, Cyril then makes up the rule: you're going to miss a turn this time. So then Cyril does a three; he ends up on triangle six. Then we go back to the toy maker, who then decides to lift the silence from the doctor to get that bit of ban and i think the time maker's getting a little bit bored of the silence so he sort of wants to wind up the doctor and get his reactions and that mm-hmm. then we get cyril who decides to scare dodo with a mask only for then stephen to be mr action man he jumps over there to defend her because he's jumped off his triangle cyril decides to make up the rule and says because you've done that you can go back to the start and miss a turn and then we go back again to the toy maker who again pushes the game on leaving only 23 moves left cyril then sprinkles something on his triangle which is a poignant point because that comes in right at the very end and then cyril gets to the point where he has to move back so he rolls his dice the little like um, cylinder thing says you have to go back a few turns or whatever it is Cyril then ends up crying because he sort of says he's hurt his ankle, only for then Dodo to sort of say, Oh god, help him, he has its blood and all this and then she goes over only to find its tomato sauce. And then Cyril again making up it's his red own. ink. Is it red ink? Is that sorry? Red ink. And then Cyril decides to send her back to the start. Cyril then rolls his uh, dice, he gets a five. As he's moving through the triangles, he slips on that one that he put that slip room powder, and he gets electrified. Or electrocuted. Electrified, no, electrocuted. He gets electrocuted.
1: Anyway, he gets fried. Yeah.
0: And crispy. He's crispy Cyril. Dodo and Steve. Crispy and
1: fried Cyril. That's it. Here Do- you go, that's a new number for Chinese, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is.
0: Well, Crispy it?
1: fried Cyril.
0: Well, it's not a number five, is it? What he rolled. Anyway, Dodo and. Adds... now
1: they could rewrite a Chinese menu. Oh,
0: yeah. Cyril rolls. Like <laughs> spring rolls. Oh, poor. Yeah. Anyway, Dodo and Stephen decide that they have to complete the game to do it fairly. So they end up winning. I think, is it um, Stephen, I think he nearly slips. Is he the one? That ne- yeah, he's the one that nearly slips. He then discovers that actually it was like the slip and powder and that Cyril's actually cheating. The Doctor then has reappeared with the Time Maker because he is now the second to last move. He then goes to check the TARDIS is okay Stephen and Dodo are at the TARDIS, they feel that it's humming, so they realise this is the real one. The Time maker then appears on this a robot. He's sort of teasing the doctor and Stephen and Dodo because they've now reunited. The time maker then appears in person. Stephen then decides I'm gonna be a bit aggressional here, I'm gonna go for him. He goes for him, it doesn't really matter because it's got this um is he say force field or something, I don't know. But mm. he, he tries to go for him he doesn't succeed the doctor then sends steven and dodo into the tardis the toy maker then tries to get the doctor to serve him the doctor then refuses he goes into the toy make, uh, into the tardis the toy maker's game is still not over because if you remember it's a second to last move the doctor has to then come out to finish the last move he nearly does it only for then him to realize wait a minute this is a bit of a trick once i've done the last move then everything will disappear The world will disappear, you will disappear, the TARDIS will disappear, and I will disappear.
1: It isn't what I have done, but what you have not done. You must finish the game. You cannot leave here until you have. Your infantile behaviour is beyond a joke. No. Of course I mustn't. You very nearly caught me then. Hmm? Make your last move, Doctor. Make your move. But if I do, this place vanishes. hmm?
0: And then you have won
1: completely? And if this place vanishes, then the TARDIS and the rest of us will vanish also. Hmm. Correct. That is the price of success. Make your last move, Doctor.
0: Make your last move. So then he goes inside the TARDIS. The Doctor then gets into a little bit of a debate with Stephen and Dodo about doing it, you know, that last move. Stephen says, I'll go out there, I'll do it. And to be fair, like I, said, I don't know when Stephen was going to leave. I always, I honestly thought he was going to be the one to... I thought he was going to leave here, but he didn't because the Doctor says, no, I don't want you to do that. Why don't we bring the game inside? The time maker doesn't want that. He doesn't want to fall for that. The Doctor and Stephen then, like I say, get into that debate about Stephen wanting to go out. He says, you can't just talk... You can't just talk your way out of this... Only for the Doctor to say, that's just what we're going to do. Steven, set the dematerialization uh, set up, pre-set, whatever it is. The Doctor then says about doing the last move over his like sort of tannoy system. It doesn't work. But then he imitates the Time Maker's voice. The move is, um, is done. The world starts disappearing. Only for the Natalis to dematerialize And then the world's destroyed. And then we get a celebration in the TARDIS because Dodo says, "I think because we won the game and that we should celebrate with these sweets that Cyril give me." The Doctor then picks one up, puts it in his mouth, cries out in pain. They must have been like really hard sweets or something. Maybe another one of Cyril's little tricks. And then that's the end of the episode. The end of the celestial toy maker. So you said earlier you found it a little bit, I don't know, a little bit more dull. Like dull. I, I didn't. I thought it was actually really really good actually enjoyed that one i thought that was a good one so we'll go as always to mark campbell's guide the celestial toy maker it says uh, a weird and at times plodding excursion into pure fantasy some might say a whimsy not as interesting as its reputation might suggest a four out of ten i think he's very harsh there four out of ten i wouldn't say it's a four out of ten in my in my rating i would give it a a, a sell a solid six out of ten that's what i would give it out of the um the pole it's it came in at hundred and ninety seventh so it's quite low down on the pole as well so maybe it's not as highly thought of um, as some of the others but i actually quite liked it so let's say I, I was i was thoroughly happy with it and um i don't know if they sort of brought the celestial toy maker in this to maybe have him come back but i don't think he comes back i think this is a one and done for the celestial toy maker but it does sort of seem like he could be a character to come back in the future and like i said very master-like quality to him uh trying to outsmart the doctor and play a game with him a bit like the master sort of does in the future so Mm. that's this week's one quick update to the schedule as we're recording this It is the 18th of the 11th, 2020. So we're getting up to Christmas now. We are actually recording some of these in batches just so that we can sort of get ahead for Christmas. So I did write down a little bit of a schedule. Obviously, this one is um, obviously released today, which is the uh, 29th of November. So next week, the 6th will be the Gunfighters. The 13th will be the Savages. The 20th of December will be the War Machines. Then we're going to I think we're going to have two weeks off for Christmas. So that will be the 27th and the 3rd for Christmas and New Year's. And then we'll go back into the Smugglers on the 10th. And the 17th will be the 10th planet. So the 17th of January will be the very last William Hartnell serial. So it's a few weeks to go. But it is coming. So... Like I say as always social media is in the description i will update the social media if there's any changes and what the plan is um let's say everything's sort of in the description let us know what you thought the celestial toy maker let's say becky's opinion is different to mine but you know each to their own we all see different things and different things so Until next week, which is the Gunfighters, which will be four episodes, I think it's four episodes, four episodes, all in the archive. So again, back to another live serial. We're sort of getting, we've got through the majority of the missing episodes now for William Hartnell. There's only a couple more, but we'll see what happens in them ones going forward. So I think we'll leave it there, Becky. So a little bit of a shorter one than the last week's. But like I say, we'll see you next week for the Gunfighters. So I'll say goodbye and say goodbye, Becky. Bye. Goodbye.